There is something about this week, this weekend, and particularly this day, that is electrifying. It's magnetic. To see all of the young people coming back to campus, to feel the excitement and the anxiety, to watch the different emotional responses to all of that. We were talking in the community the other day about how if you walked out along campus at about 10 o'clock in the morning, you'd see young people and their families smiling, excited to move in. If you came by two hours later, you'd see them all crying with each other. This is that time of year. And not only that, but once the parents leave, there are some who are super excited to be free and independent. There are those who are totally anxious about everything that is going on and everywhere in between. But as I was thinking and praying about this, what makes this, what, if I were to point to one thing that makes this move-in weeks, the start of a school year, this weekend in particular, so electrifying, so exciting, it's the uncertainty of it all. It's that we, I personally, don't know what our ministry, who is going to be in our ministry, will look like a week, a month, or at the end of the school year. We all know the uncertainty, the craziness of the last 18 months. We would have never thought two years ago when we were on this weekend that at the middle of the spring semester we would be shut down. At the beginning of last year we thought, well, okay, maybe a few more months and then we'll get through this. And yet here we are again. It seems that change and uncertainty are the only thing that are certain right now. And that can make us feel a little unsteady, a little anxious about what is going on, about our response and what we are to do. But it is precisely, brothers and sisters, for these moments, for these challenges, that God himself became incarnate, became a human being, so that you and I, no matter the circumstances, no matter the difficulty, no matter the uncertainty or the certainty in front of us, can know and love the love of God, can be in relationship. In the first reading, we see a hint of this in Joshua. They're facing a seemingly insurmountable obstacle. Their future is not certain. Not only that, they don't really have a place to call their home yet. They are wandering in the desert and have been for 40 years. It's in this moment where it would be easy, and Joshua is seeing that among the people, for them to turn from the Lord, for them to choose anything but what God has promised them. But what does Joshua say in that moment? As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. In moments of real doubt, in moments of real difficulty, Our choices get very simple. Serve myself, put myself first, or trust and serve the Lord. It can be more complicated when we look at all the digressions, but that's really what it comes down to. The initial rebellion in heaven is Satan saying to God, I will not serve. And St. Michael crying out, I will serve. This is the challenge of our life is the choice, the free choice, to serve, to put others first, to put God first in my life. 
In the second reading, which is one of the more admittedly difficult readings of the year, this is the beauty of serving God. It's at the weekend when we get the most students and we're excited about the year. We get this challenging reading from St. Paul. But what is St. Paul challenging husbands and wives to do? To serve the other person in front of themselves. Why? Because that's what Jesus does. That's how Jesus shows us the fullness of human life. Jesus is fully God, fully human. And how does Jesus show us to live out our humanity? Total gift of self. To subordinate, to literally place yourself underneath in service to others. In every relationship, in choosing to will the good of the other as the other in their particular state in life. This is, as St. Paul notes, and as we see in the Gospel, a hard teaching. It is never easy to follow the Lord, to put God first. It is especially not easy to follow God when there are myriad temptations to any and everything within arm's length away, which is really the reality we all face, not just college students. So what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to respond to this? As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Yes, it is hard. But to choose Jesus and to do it every day in prayer, to do it every day in small and great acts of service alike for those in the world, we will choose to serve, to put the good of the others, to put the good of the people in front of me, ahead of myself, to subordinate myself in love so that by dying I become greater and rise with Jesus. We will choose to serve. But this is the re- where it really gets real. Pretty much everything else in life is easier than serving God. It is easy to walk away to put our politics, our ideologies, our thoughts, anything and everything, other relationships, sin itself, ahead of God. Because those things are easy. To choose to serve in a society that says you and what you feel and think are the most important things, to choose to sublimate that, to subordinate yourself to something greater than yourself is exceptionally hard. This is why it's so easy and why we see amongst our friends and family people just kind of wandering away from the church, wandering away from any sort of belief or practice at all, not just the church, because it's so easy. We see this in the gospel. These disciples have been following Jesus. They have left their homes. When Jesus gives them this difficult teaching of the Eucharist, They walk away. They go back to where they were. And those temptations are real in our lives as well. It's easy to put myself in front of the poor. It's easy to choose my own personal autonomy ahead of building up and serving the common good. It's easy to walk away from going to Mass. It's easy. Trust me. Someone will call you up on a Sunday and you've been going to Mass your whole life and they'll say, hey, you want to come over and drink PBR and eat Arby's and watch NASCAR? And you're like, yeah, I'll do that. And you're thinking, wow, now that's an oddly specific example, Father. Why would you say that? Because I've done that in my life. 
And I don't like Arby's, PBR, and NASCAR. But it seemed like in that moment that that was easier, that was better than going to Mass, than dying, than trying to build something that was great but hard. And thanks be to God for the church and for the people in the church. And this is why it's so important for us to choose Jesus, but not just for ourselves, but to go out amongst the people. And so from the bottom of my heart, to each and every one of us here, choose to serve Jesus. Choose that hard path. Choose that difficult path of service, of love, of gift, of self, because it is only in that that you will find freedom, that you will find joy that lasts not only in this life, but in the life to come, that will help you overcome every difficulty and challenge and struggle the world has to throw at you, because the world will throw that at you. But if we choose to serve the Lord, we are choosing joy. We are choosing love. We are choosing something greater than ourselves. So take that next step. To the students in particular, join a Bible study, get involved, come to an event, reach out to a friend. As Pope St. John Paul II was so fond of saying to young people, be not afraid. And no matter where you've been or what you've done, maybe you're struggling with your faith, maybe it's hurting you, I want to say, share with you this wonderful quote from Pope Francis, from his apostolic exhortation, um, Christus Vivit, which was recently written after the, uh, the um, synod on young people. And in this document, Pope Francis talks about youth versus, old, or versus you know, young versus old. But he says this not in a sense of timeliness, but in a sense of how a spiritual youth and oldness. He says to follow Jesus keeps us young, keeps us joyful, keeps us excited, regardless of our age or difficulties or challenges. I preface that because there's something in there about, in this quote about that. But he says to all of us, no matter where we are or where we've been, the importance of choosing Jesus because God, because Jesus has chosen us. Pope Francis writes, He is in you. Jesus is with you and he never abandons you. However far you may wander, he is always there, the risen one. He calls you and he waits for you to return to him and start over again. When you feel you are growing old out of sorrow, resentment of fear, doubt or failure, he will always be there to restore your strength and your hope. In the gospel, St. Peter puts it bluntly and frankly for all of us. And this is the choice we face again and again and again. Jesus asks, do you also want to leave? And St. Peter, who we all know was far from perfect, who we all know was broken, who we all know abandoned Jesus in his hour of greatest need. What does St. Peter say? Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. There is a lot of uncertainty in each and every moment, in each and every phase of our life. But we have the choice. To whom shall you go? Who will you serve? 
Go to and serve Jesus.